0: God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I'd like to begin this morning by well, saying good morning to you all and thank you, extend my deep gratitude to Mother Elizabeth Marie for inviting me to share with you this morning to preach at this service, but also to thank all her staff, the clergy and Global Mission Group and everybody else who has welcomed us so very warmly uh, since we arrived here earlier this week. It's been a joy to be amongst you, a joy to reconnect with so many of you after a gap of I think it was six years that I last was here. None of you, by the way, look any older. <laughs> Before coming to you in Chapel Hill, uh, we spent a week in D.C. with another of our partners here in the U.S., uh, St. John's Lafayette. And for this time that I'd been away from home, in a sense it seemed to me that I was in a little cocoon, a little bubble. I've not had so many calls, made so many demands upon my time or my, my presence. It's just been so different, so quiet, and so very special. From time to time when I've been in a home where the family has been watching TV, I've however heard Some of the news, some of the programs and have been reminded that outside of this little bubble, this cocoon in which I've been so comfortable, there is still a world which is hurting in so many places. Ukraine, the Holy Land, Gaza, my heart aches, In my own land, I still hear of violent murders. Here too, I've cried with you at the news that 18 people in one shooting have lost their lives. That a child has been abducted. And so I have given some time in my reflecting to to the world created by God to be so good, to be whole, and yet is, as I say, so very broken. And I've given some thought to, not for the first time, but again, to the kind of world that actually I would love to leave to my children and my grandchildren. And so I'm putting the question to you this morning, asking you to consider that same question. What kind of world do you want for your children, your grandchildren, for all those who will come after you? What are your wishes? What are your hopes and what are your prayers for the world and its future, for your country, this town what I wonder do you pray for when you look at everything that is happening today some of the things that I want what I wish and what I pray for are, are these I want a world that is founded on human dignity and respect for one another I want a world in which people come first. A world in which principles and policies support people rather than agendas. I want justice for all, not just for those who can afford it or those who have power. I really want a world in which different religions and beliefs are valued and viewed as a means for all to meet the Creator, the Divine. I want a world in which diversity and difference are celebrated rather than oppressed. A world in which people and nations are at peace with themselves, and one another I want a world in which we face our mistakes and learn from them so that we can be and do better I so badly want a world in which everyone has employment educational opportunities access to health care, safe and decent housing, enough to eat. I want a world in which the first and maybe even the only judgment that we make is that the needs, the hopes, and the dreams, the lives of others matter as much as our own. After all, don't we all want these things? Is that not the kind of world that each one of us want to pass on to the next generation? And I wonder what else you would add of your own wants and dreams and prayers to my list. Ultimately, I I believe a list like this, with your auditions, point to a world in which we love our God and our neighbor as ourself. As we were reminded in Matthew's Gospel this morning, that, after all, is the greatest commandment. That we love God with our heart, our soul, and our mind. And our neighbor as ourself. I'm afraid, however, that those commandments have, for the most part, become like an old favorite song. The words are so very familiar that we no longer really hear them. We've lost our passion, I believe, for the music. We still like the song, but we are no longer singing to it. And that's a generalization, obviously. And so you at this point are probably thinking, right Sharon, what's the point what's the point where's the hope in this sermon i ask myself the same question what is the point what is the answer it's very simple really because you and i are the answer you and i are the hope that runs through the sermon what I'm sharing with you this morning. You and I are the hope of the next generation. You and I are the hope for our countries, you for Chapel Hill, me for the town where I live. And it's not enough just to hope or wish Or want, or even to pray for the world that we want to leave behind us. Because that word love is a verb. It's a verb, it's a doing word. Someone posted this on Facebook the other day, and I'm going to quote not my words, but the writer. As the world fights to figure everything out, I will be holding doors for strangers. I'll be letting people cut in front of me in traffic. I'll be saying, good morning. Keeping babies entertained in the grocery lines. I'll be stopping to talk to someone who is lonely. I'll be tipping generously waving at police, sharing food, giving children a thumbs up, smiling at passers-by. I'll be buying a stranger a cup of coffee. Why? Because I will not stand to live in a world where love is invisible. And this writer of this little piece made the invitation, which I have accepted, and I'm hoping you will accept too. Join me in showing kindness, in understanding and judging less. Be kind to a stranger, be gracious towards friends who are having a bad day. Be forgiving. To yourself. If you can't find kindness, be kindness. As I say, it's an unknown person to me as would it be to you, and yet I've aligned myself. I've joined him or her in returning to something which is so essential in keeping the great command. Put love into action. In all the big ways, of course, but in those little ways, which seem inconsequential, seem so small, so little, and yet make such a difference. My prayer for us all today is that God would grant us grace, each one of us, to expand the circle of our loving, loving God, loving our neighbor, whoever and wherever that neighbor is, remembering. That well in my interpretation, our neighbour is anyone who is need in loving our neighbour as we love ourselves. You're probably all waiting for the Amen now. But I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I want to share with you I want to share with you a Which I first read in 2003, written by someone called uh, Anne Weens, and it was written for Ash Wednesday in that year. Listen carefully. I think there are so many beautiful analogies. I no longer pray for peace. I pray for miracles. I pray that stone hearts will turn to tender-heartedness and evil intentions will turn to mercifulness. And all the soldiers already deployed will be snatched out of harm's way. And the whole world will be astounded to its knees. I pray that all the God talk will take bones and stand up and shed its clo- cloak of faithlessness and walk again in its powerful truth. I pray that the whole world might sit down together and share its bread and its wine. Some say there is no hope, but then I have always applauded the holy fools who never cease to give up on the scandalousness of our faith, that we are loved by God, that we can truly love one another. I no longer pray for peace. I pray for miracles. Amen. The Chapel of the Cross is an Episcopal Church in the heart of Chapel Hill and the University community. Find out more at thechapelofthecross.org. There, you can find our latest news and events, connect with our pastoral care team, Faith in Action Ministries, and offer a prayer request. You can also find us on social media on Instagram at The Chapel of the Cross, and on Facebook and Twitter at C O T C Chapel Hill. May you be nourished by the word to serve in the world.